Welcome back, boys and pals. Another episode, another week. Yeah, yeah. Meg and I are both in the Bay Area. We're in the same geolocation, but mm-hmm. we're not seeing each other, sadly, this time around. Megan's going to be with her fam bam, enjoying mm-hmm. a good celebration That's of correct. Eid. What's the culmination That's of Eid? Yes, um, yes. And then Dave and I are going to go down south for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we're going to gallivant to Maui for an early birthday surprise. Love but it's not a surprise because he knows. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just want to. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I think we're both doing a lot of traveling in the next couple of weeks. We um, are. As, and, yeah. No, sorry. I was going to say, oh, I was like, and on top of this is new. This is new for everyone. Hot off the press of my life. So while we were booking stuff for Maui, Dave was like, oh, I get Friday and Monday off for Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, mm. oh, so do I. And he's oh. like, we should go somewhere. Like now that we have the companion pass, we're like, let's go yeah, everywhere. Absolutely. So then we booked within this happened in the matter of like yesterday and today we mm-hmm. booked uh, Mexico City. We're going to go to Mexico nice. City. And Dope. then they was like, do you want to invite your parents? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> okay. And then they've, they've texted my parents. My dad said, yes. I'm kind of surprised. He was like, yeah, let's oh. do it. Yeah, so yeah. then we all booked the Airbnbs. We booked the flights. And it was not that expensive because we're going out of Good. TJ. We're going right, to go right. south and go to TJ. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to eat some good food because there's lots of good Michelin star restaurants in Mexico City and it's yes. not that expensive. So, yeah, I'm excited because my parents, ever since my dad retired, he has not stepped out of the house. So, oh my God, he needs to get out. <laughs> he needs to get out. <laughs> He's just been rolling back and forth between his two desks all day. <laughs> so, we're going to take him out and take them on a vacation. So, that'll be fun. That's so rad. And this is Dave's second time going to Mexico City, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is so he excited? <laughs> is he like, he's like, I'm going to be your tour guide. I'm all yeah, yeah. It. He was like, he knows where to stay. He knows where to go, uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, but mm-hmm. last time he was quarantined, so he couldn't really right. enjoy. So this right. time I think he's excited to actually explore, Good. which I'm excited too. Yay. That's been so fun. That's been on my list too. Yeah. That yeah. was um, what Manira and I were considering for a little bit before we chose... Um, the Virgin Islands instead, but you know, that trip was canceled ultimately as a whole. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we're all traveling. Uh, Megan, sorry, I cut you off. You're about to say something. Okay. I, I forgot already. <laughs> sorry. It's totally okay. <laughs> totally okay. All good. All good. Okay. We are ready to get right into it. I don't think yes. it's going to be the longest episode in the world, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, no. Megan did tell me what she is talking about, but I got to be honest, mm-hmm. I already forgot. <laughs> All right. It's a surprise again. (laughs) I forced myself to forget. Okay. All right. Megan, let's do it. What's going to be your story for today? All right. Well, today I'm going to be talking about the ongoing lead poisonings Mm -hmm. of our eagle populations in the United States. That's right. And the reason why I chose this story is because, uh, you know, I've said this before. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm looking for a topic, I simply go to Google and put... yeah current poisonings (laughs) anybody could do that that's what i do yeah and one story that continues to pop up is actually the recent lead poisonings not recent it's actually something that's been happening for a long time but the lead poisonings of our eagle populations and you know i will admit when i saw that i was like you know what no like we've already done lead so many times true and um we have actually talked about some birds of prey being impacted by lead poisonings i'm pretty sure we've talked about that in like our original lead episode and how that can impact wildlife yeah so i didn't want to do a repeat but 
what ultimately changed my heart and mind <laughs> was I was on TikTok one day. Oh boy. <laughs> and there's this um, you know, viral TikTok going around of these men fishing on some <clears throat> clear like uh, on some freshwater you know, yeah. um, body of water somewhere in the States. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say like what state they're in, but you know, there's redwoods around them or pines or something like they're in like a habitat where you'd expect to see eagles essentially. And so okay. the video is these men fishing and there's an eagle just flapping by them waiting to get the fish that they catch. And one of the, one of the men in the vi- video even says that you can hear in the audio. He's like, I think, I think he's just hanging around to catch our fish. <laughs> yeah. And then one guy in the boat, he's like, all right, we'll check this out. He grabs from the cooler one of the fish they catch and he chucks it up in the air and the eagle flies forward and catches it midair Dang. and flies away. And it is majestic and beautiful. Wow. And all the men on the boat are in like visible awe. They're like cheering and just feel like, cheering. insane. Like it's so crazy because at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, like, you know, I've I've seen eagles before. Um, I grew mm-hmm. up in a town where sometimes eagles did come low enough to like be seen. I've I've seen a couple golden eagles in my neighborhood mm. growing up. But at, at the end of the day, they are to me like it is still a rarity for me to see them because I'm just not in that environment a lot. Yeah, but I understood the the fascination and the awe in the video because well, sorry, I just choked. <laughs> one, <laughs> it's too one, much. Yeah, like one like <laughs> eagles are. Um, they're amazing creatures. Yeah. You know, birds of prey in general are amazing creatures. It's our national bird, right? It is. And when you see it on the quarter, like, you know, people in TikTok comments were commenting, and that's that's how you get American citizenship, you know, like making these silly <laughs> jokes and all that. Um, oh, my God. But it's amazing. It, you know, like, I love when people can just enjoy the splendor of a creature like mm, that. So anyway, yeah. saw that video, loved it, shared it with a couple people, to be honest. Right. Right. And and I was like, you know what? Let me look into what is happening with eagles and why they are being poisoned. Yeah. Um, and so that's that is ultimately <laughs> the reason why I chose this story. And I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly sitting in my house up in Sacramento, you know, closer to the area where I grew up in the foothills, mm-hmm. I am having this nostalgia of like, man, my AP environmental science teacher would be Ooh. so proud of me doing this um, yeah. because I think it is so important. And, um, you know, I've, I'm all about conservation mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So why has this ultimately been trending? So there's actually a reason why, um, you know, seeing poisoning and eagles has been trending and it's because there is a paper published this year that was a groundbreaking paper that specifically studied lead toxicity in eagles bald eagles and golden Hmm. eagles and that's why and it's been covered by multiple media sources and i'll list those but um this is why it was so prominent on my feed um in terms of just like looking up poisonings because this is a very this is a first of a kind study about eagles and yeah. lead toxicity. So right. what the study ultimately found is that nearly half of bald and golden eagles have lead poisoning. Like the <gasps> entire population of bald and golden eagles, half of their population has lead toxicity. Like around so, the world. So I'm so sorry. In I the don't- United States. In the United States. Okay. In the United States. But I'll get to, I'll talk about Europe very briefly too. Okay. But in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, this is the first study of its kind um, 
researchers sampled over 1,210 bald and golden eagles, 620 of which were live eagles. So the rest of those samples are usually from carcasses okay. or, you know, maybe it's a feather sample or something like that stool sample, yeah. whatever. Um, but overall, that's a very significant number of samples, 1,210. Right. This was These samples were taken from across 38 states over the span of eight years wow. to come to this outcome. So this wow. is a very significant longitudinal study. Yep. I, I don't know. Is longitudinal the right word? Yes. In some ways, yes. yes. Because we're not like putting a, we're not experimenting on something. But at the end of the day, it's it's observation, right? Right. So the final report, which is titled uh, Demographic Implications of Lead Poisoning for Eagles Across North America, was published in the journal Science this year on February 17th. And like I said, it was redistributed redistributed by various media outlets, including National Geographic, NBC News, The New York mm-hmm. Times, AP News, and The Wall Street Journal, to name a few. Mm-hmm. The study was led by wildlife biologist Dr. Vincent Slabe, who works for the nonprofit Conservation Science Global. Um, this report was actually his dissertation at West Virginia University in Forest Resource Science Sciences. Oh, wow. So this Damn. was his like project. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing to be like, this was my dissertation and it got picked up by all these media outlets. And it's it's like That's so important. Like, so yeah. he's a celebrity now yeah. in the world of eagle conservation, at least. Yeah. Slabe called on numerous colleagues in the field to help with this project. Um, there are 29 co-authors on the report Ooh. alone. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and colleagues and volunteers, these are people heralding from government entities such as U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services to various universities, state conservation groups, ranging all the way from Florida to Alaska. So wow. this was a huge like task force, essentially, that put this together. This paper is the first to show continent-wide demographic consequences of chronic lead poisoning on bald and golden eagles. As I said earlier, it was found that nearly half of studied eagles exhibited chronic lead poisoning, and that lead poisoning is a barrier to the growth of eagle populations across North America. Mm-hmm. Um, this report is unique because prior to this, there has only been evidence of you know, localized hotspots of acute lead exposure, meaning like maybe a state does a study or like a national park does a study or something like that. And you can assume from these localized studies that, okay, there is probably a widespread trend, but this is the report that actually did that. You know, they went across Mm -hmm. 38 states. That's the majority of our country. And I just feel like that's so incredible. That's so Um, significant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the background of the study. I want to give some added context why this feel that like why conservation groups find this information so important and also alarming. Mm -hmm. And it's the context of the bald eagle and its history of being poisoned in the past. And so if you guys didn't know, bald eagles were actually near extinction by the 1960s due to exposure to DDT. Mm. Um, Eagles would become exposed to DDT through the fish they ate because yeah. DDT as a pesticide would wash into waterways and then go mm-hmm. into, you know, bodies of water like rivers or lakes or whatever. And so fish would become contaminated. Um, DDT, once it enters the body, it turns into DDE, which is just a broken down version of the chemical. And these eagles would Ooh. eat the DDE contaminated fish. Okay. And when they ingest DDE themselves, DDE would actually change 
the eagle's metabolic process that builds their hard eggshells. And so eagles were laying eggs with thinner shells, and these eggs would break easily when the parent eagle incubated them. So their population was like in decline, near extinct. By 1960, there were fewer than 500 nesting pairs left. Like our our national bird that's on our quarters was um, virtually like that's almost gone. Right. And so DDT was eventually banned in 1972. Mm-hmm. And with the Endangered Species Act of 1973, the bald eagle popula- population has figuratively and literally soared in the past <laughs> four decades. Um, currently, there is estimated to be above 300,000 bald eagles in the United mm. States, which in my mind, I'm like, that's still a low number. But obviously, compared, like right. given their history, that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, uh, next year will actually be the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act. Oh. So when you listen to this episode, you're like, oh, I know that like, you know, the bald <laughs> eagles were saved 50 years ago, essentially. Yep. So that's I wanted to give that context because like you might be thinking, well, yeah, it is sad that lead poisoning is mm-hmm. happening in eagles and bald eagles and golden eagles. But like what really is the concern? Well, the concern is because this this species was so close to being eliminated and now yeah. it's made to come back and now we're finding another source of toxicity <laughs> and so it is it is alarming and it's sad so we want to you know do our best to continue to help them grow and repopulate and have nesting partners etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just ridiculous man yeah. like we're <laughs> like out of the frying pan and into the fire with humans we're I just know. fucking shit up <laughs> left and right like no DDT but there's I a know. million other poisons that will poison you with. I know. So sad. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't, because we've talked about, uh, we've done many episodes where we talk about like humans learning from their mistakes. In my head, I'm like, it's just going to always happen. Like part of me is like, it's not that I'm forgiving about it. It's just like, dude, like, you know, in the next 10 years, we'll have another thing that's causing contamination and. Hopefully, you know, we care enough to prevent it or ban it or whatever. But I'm just like, that is just the cycle. Anyways. It's a cycle. No, no. Really quickly, I was going to say um, I'm prepping for a video on our Tiki Talk uh, yes. <laughs> that is related. Actually, I started to pick up the – it's not called Fantastic Fungi. I, oh, mm. I don't know what it's called. It's like the fungi book that I – bought like a million right. years ago and just never right, right. picked up. Yeah. So I finally picked it up again and I was reading it and it, one of the people that reviewed this book and said, you know, it's great, whatever is mm-hmm. this lady who wrote the sixth extinction. Have you heard of this concept or this idea? Okay. No. So I was really curious right away. I was like, Oh, what is this? And so I watched like a two minute video clip about her book and she kind of explains mm-hmm. certain things and basically the whole premise of the book i mean it it's very heavily researched and mm-hmm. uh she's an environmental journalist mm-hmm. and she culminated this book after like x amount of years of research and whatever so anyways so this whole six extinction is about how we as humans we've gone through five extinctions as like a species as earth mm-hmm. um and now we're going through our sixth one or we're heading towards our sixth one and it's obviously just due to us as humans. Mm -hmm. And she kind of breaks down why exactly what's going on. And what I thought was really interesting was part of it is us having transportation, meaning like Mm. we're able to ship 
produce and food and plants or whatever Mm -hmm. from other parts of the world to another part of the world where it's not usually meant to be there. So because mm. when we transfer all these types of produce and plants, et cetera, we're also bringing in new bacteria, new mm. dirt, no, new et cetera, fungi, whatever. And that is causing other species to meet that usually don't meet. Mm. Um, and that's messing up the natural ecosystem wherever right. we are. Right. And that has slowly over time, we don't even see these things and we don't probably don't know about these things, but that's having such a huge effect towards whatever we're doing right now and has caused a, a leading cause towards our extinction of not just us, but all of our plants or animals, et cetera. Right. So I just thought that was really interesting. So I'm going to try to read her book and maybe gain some insights from that for the pod. Yeah. That is, that is absolutely interesting. And part of me is like, you know, there are extinctions happening currently on Mm -hmm. microscopic level and even up to like, you know, insects. There are probably millions of insects out there that we don't know exist that have probably gone extinct. And, you know, we, we don't know about it because not all of us are um, people who research insects. It is what it is. It it does make me think like, do the buildup of these extinctions, these like um, microscopic extinctions does that build up end up impacting us more? And I'd be mm-hmm. curious to know like how she would would talk about that or address mm-hmm. that concept because I feel like that's what I'm I feel like yeah. that's what's implied essentially, right, right? Right, right? But at the same time, I'm like I can see how when these, you know, bacteria or whatever are being shipped internationally and messing up the natural ecosystem of a different geographical area, like also how Maybe a micro extinction happens there, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what might come of it is a breed of a new species. Mm-hmm. And how does that impact mm-hmm. or affect our greater extinction process? You know totally, what I mean? Totally. Um, so that is very fascinating and I'm super interested. In that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just, I think, I think a part of that is the whole point. I think also what you're saying is we are causing these impacts on mm-hmm. the natural wildlife and the creatures aren't inhabiting their this natural wildlife. They don't have a say in any right. of the stuff that's going on, and yet they're right. dying because of us. So right. I think it's so important to call out these stories so mm-hmm. we can stop yeah. <laughs> or at least try to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They they truly don't have a say. And I felt that no. very strongly when I was doing the research on this story about eagles. I was like, man, they, they don't have control. They didn't so know sad. DDT was going to be in their food. Like, it's oh my gosh, it's, it's horrible. I was pretty demoralized. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, it's yeah. it's so that's still fascinating. I'm still stuck on the fact that made it was very specifically made their eggshells thinner. Yeah. Like you would didn't you wouldn't think first of right. all to even like come to that conclusion and draw that conclusion. I'm sure it t- took a lot of time. Absolutely. So it's like so much time has passed before you're even able to identify the issue to stop the issue. Right. Right. And that's right. such a loss. Um, yeah. Like you would never think that it was going to affect people in a certain way like that or, or right. he- creatures in a certain way like that. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And really that sad. so weird. It's like we are constantly learning from mistakes, which on like a, on a like philosophical level, it's like, okay, like that's what we're supposed to do. But it just, it's like the, the um, collateral damage is just so unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So anyways, mm-hmm. so how are, bald and golden eagles and i'm going to list some other species mm-hmm. that are being impacted by lead poisoning um 
the California condor, game, bo- game birds such as the morning doves, ring-necked Aww. pheasants, and wild turkey, um, a lot of waterfowl, and even humans. Mm-hmm. How are all these species being exposed to lead poisoning, at yeah. least in the U.S., in the context of like na- um, the eagle's environment, right? Or right. These, these species' environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually lead is ingested in the form of ammunition. And we've talked about this before. Like I, I think in our, our original lead episode, I mentioned the California condor and how it's being impacted by lead ammunition. Mm-hmm. But that is the main cause for poisoning in in eagles and golden eagles Hmm. all that so how do they ingest it well you know it's lead ammunition can be found inside um the remains of a killed animal like carcasses um such as deer or other game animals um you know lead ammunition is coming from hunters essentially yeah yeah and um if they don't bury their kill or do disposal properly the fragments of a lead bullet can remain in a carcass of a killed animal Mm. And so eagles, while they are amazing birds of prey and and they hunt and all that, they're also opportunists. You know, if you're you're see a nice hunk of meat that maybe (laughs) was freshly killed a a day ago, like why not go for it? Right. Um, So that's how the lead is getting into their systems. Mm. According to the journal Science, lead accumulation can occur in an eagle's bones if it eats enough lead throughout its lifetime. Mm. Once it reaches this level um, where it's built up in the bones, this is what is categorized as chronic poisoning. So Yikes. going back to the study, uh, you know, half of the population that they sampled uh, or, you know, they're, they're talking about half of the entire gold, uh, golden eagle and bald eagle population has this form of chronic poisoning where it's in their bones. Wow. Um, now, this concept of lead poisoning in eagles, it's not new and it's not unknown. Like we've, yeah. um, you know, wildlife conservation efforts have known about this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wildlife re- rehabilitation clinics have been witness to this problem, um, you know, often tending to eagles with bullet fragments found in their stomachs. Um, so it's not wow. something that's unknown, but I think to see it on such a national scale yeah. um, makes it much more significant. And then you can actually, you can do more impactful work with this information rather than being like, oh, it's just eagles in Virginia. So, okay, we yeah. need to think about how we hunt there. You know, it's, this is it's a problem across the whole eagle population in the whole of the United States. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, what are the physiological effects that can occur? In birds, uh, problems include weight loss, reduced chick growth and blindness, mm. as well as altering of their behavior. So actually, a lot of the symptoms are very similar to if a human experiences um, yeah. lead poisoning, especially the um, neurological effects. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, when you hear reduced chick growth and blindness, you're like, well, fuck, there goes the yeah. whole like eggs, eggshell thinning sort of situation. Right. Again, you know, right. Eagles are of a particular concern because they are naturally long-lived. They live for a long time. Mm-hmm. But they rear very few young per year, and they breed later in life. While mm. there is concern across the board for both bald and golden eagles, the level of concern is a little bit different for each species. As I said before, the population of bald eagles right now is above 300,000, and it continues to increase, actually, at a 10% rate each year. But with the lead poisoning, this 
has an impact of <laughs> decreasing the population growth yeah. of about 3.8% per year. Oof. So whatever that math is, like there's there's increase, but then when you see this effect that lead poisoning has on the population growth, researchers do worry about how that percentage eventually does add up over the year. Someone yeah. in one of the uh, in the the paper, the main paper that I've cited, one of the researchers said something. It's like it's like compounding interest. So mm-hmm. while they're doing well, you know, ten percent growth each year is a great thing, but there is concern. Like, how does the three point eight percent compound across a couple decades? So yeah, something they need to keep their eye on. Golden eagles, unfortunately, are much more vulnerable to the effects of lead because their population is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. In twenty sixteen, there is estimated to be about. 40,000 golden eagles in the United States and lead poisoning causes a population causes a reduction in population of 0.8% per year. Mm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, this is not a fun episode. No. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's good to be aware. Lead toxicosis in birds of prey is also a problem in Europe. Science daily published an article on March 16th of this year. So like a month after the U.S. study was published. Uh, the University of Cambridge did a similar study, and they sampled lead levels in the from the livers of over three thousand raptors, and all these samples okay. came from dead raptors. Okay, um, uh, and uh, these were three thousand samples from more than a dozen countries across Europe. Mm-hmm. They estimate that for ten different raptor species that they sampled, poisoning from from lead ammunition alone has resulted in an absence of around fifty five thousand adult birds from European skies. So wow. it's a problem in Europe too. And wow. it's, a, yeah, it's the same thing. It's because of lead ammunition alone. Hmm. Right. So what are the alternatives? If we know that the source is yeah. lead ammunition, what are the alternatives? Because it seems like kind of a simple thing, right? Conservation groups have been pushing to ban lead ammunition for a while. California mm-hmm. actually barred the use of lead ammunition in 2019 okay. in part to protect the California condor. Yeah, Those that work in this field want to put more time into educating hunters about the impact lead ammunition can have on wildlife and suggest alternatives such as copper bullets. They have found that outright bans without education tend to be met with much more resistance, yeah. which makes sense. Yes. I mean, I you know, reading that, it makes sense to me because I didn't know about the huge impacts of um, lead diesel mm-hmm. until you told me about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, as someone who's far removed right. from that um, part of U.S. history where lead was... <laughs> everywhere mm-hmm. i can see how maybe young hunters these days don't recognize how lead can cause the same problem right yeah i mean that's so, what that's yeah. literally with anything like even if you tell your kid like go to bed and you don't tell them why right they're gonna scream and shout and cry like it's always with anything you always have to go and tell the why behind it so you guys are mm-hmm. all on the same page it's always good to level set everybody exactly so, that's not yeah. really the way to go. <laughs> right, right. So so according to Slabe, the guy who headed that um, study, the primary study, he, he did say that the hunting community remains mostly unaware, but in the hunter education programs that he's done, hunters are extremely receptive to the issue. Okay, and cool. you know what? I feel 
I feel so positively about that, obviously, because it means that people do care. But also, I'm like, I'm not surprised. Like, once you get the education, you do care yeah. because I'm thinking all the way back to that TikTok video of all those men fishing and being in awe of the splendor of a gold of a bald eagle just floating in midair. Like, of course. I don't think anybody in our country wants to intentionally harm our national bird. No, I don't and think so. And so it is purely like, it is purely like, we just need to educate at yep. the end of the day. Yeah. So there's like a positive aspect there, which I do feel good about. Mm-hmm. Other practices that could be employed for hunters include commitment to retrieval or burial of carcasses in the field, removal or burial of carcasses or field dressing debris is optimal. Um, I read somewhere that even just like covering a dead animal or whatever remains of your, your kill Mm -hmm. with like branches is enough to make it too much effort for a, like a a bird of prey to want to scavenge. So like if you just, even if you just put like branches over it, you're doing, that's chill. More better work. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Um, yeah. So th- that's I'm wrapping up. That's yeah. pretty much it. I wanted to end from end with this piece from an article from the Pet Poison Hotline Helpline. The article is titled Lead Toxicity. It's for the birds. Exclamation point. <laughs> oh my um, god. Which is like very perky and really, really sad at the same time. But I think it's the perfect way to end this episode. So yeah. here we go. Mm-hmm. Conscious choices can be made by hunters and munitions manufacturers to halt this toxic tragedy. Education and action is imperative to save our national bird and his colleagues from decimation by a completely anthropocentric environmental pollutant. Over the years, regulations and measures have been implemented to reduce human exposure to lead in the environment. Our wildlife is an essential national and global resource that we must protect. Go forth and educate lest our national bird is to be replaced by the more lead-resistant turkey vulture. <laughs> uh, that's that's too good. <laughs> I, like, go. I like the usage of lest. <laughs> I know, lest is becoming very, like, experienced. Yeah, I know. I, don't know. <laughs> I love but it. I, I just it. thought it was so good. And I was like, you know what? No, no shade to the turkey vulture. There's no, plenty no of turkey shade. vultures up in uh, Northern California. Oh, but it, too it many. True, you know? I know. They're just not as um, splendiferous. No, they're not. And they're not on our coin. So move yeah. it. It's not on our coin. Then get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving is just one day a year. The eagle is all days of the year. Every day. Three, Every six, day. <laughs> uh, good job, Megan. That was Thanks. a great PSA. Yeah. Good reminder. Yeah. And you know what? I've seen those articles too. And I hate to say <laughs> that I've just swiped. And the thing is, it's I have my whatever my Google alerts on for poisoning that I get two right. emails every day, right for poisoning, and I have to say for at least the last two months or so, the top trending articles have either been fentanyl poisonings, mm-hmm. uh, or bald eagle poisonings, and yep. now actually since we've talked about it, Megan, of course, you're very on trend. But now mm. a lot of my articles are about young marijuana yes. poisonings. Yes. It's wild. What I what I saw with the marijuana po- poisonings, it's moved from toddlers to pets. Yes. That's that's what's yes, been trending. That's now. right. People are like pet yep. pet um emergency visits are going up because they're um being exposed to marijuana poisonings or whatever. And I'm like, no, totally. I know, I know this is about the the eagles, but <laughs> I, I gotta say, one thing that's actually 
interesting and I'm curious for our um our pet listeners over here, people who have yeah. pets, and yeah. then invite people or either go to other people's homes who partake in marijuana use. Mm. And I'm thinking specifically smoking because yes. people who smoke around pets, mm-hmm. whether or not it's theirs or, or not, I always wonder, you know, what it, there has to be some etiquette there. Like, hey, am I allowed to smoke around your pet? Are you comfortable with that? Because I know from personal experience from friends Mm -hmm. or myself where people have had people smoke in front of their pets and they didn't want them to and their pets got high and it really like scared them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have. I've also been in spaces where someone is a, a pet owner and they're smoking their own weed. And they straight up smoke their weed and they blow it in their pet's face. I've seen that too. I was going to say their ear. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it like straight in their face and their nose. And then, you know, there's always that follow-up insistence of like, oh, they love weed. They love it. How do you know? And I mean, (laughs) okay. So I I understand. I understand because in my my mind, I I get a little bit heated too. Um, But I I always have to like, I always do the, I tell myself like, I don't know, it's their pet. You know, they've had it since it was an infant. I, I, I don't know the repercussions of blowing at least THC in the mm-hmm. pet's face. And I've even have friends who I know their dog will get into their weed stash and ultimately comes out fine. Like yeah. uh, if he smells, I've, I, if the dog smells weed, he, he like really wants it. I'm like, <laughs> is it because he just was grown up around weed? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so many questions and unknowns, but like, I do share your, I share your uh, feelings there. I, I don't know. I don't know. What is that TikTok you made? It's like, it's not my circus, not my monkeys. Not yeah. My circus, not my monkeys. It's not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. 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 But that was just so, a small tidbit at the end. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bald eagles. Yeah. Save them. I want to see that TikTok. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send yeah. it to you. Maybe I can, uh, maybe we can post the TikTok yes. as one of the links in our, um, <laughs> what are they called? Stories? What are, What is it on Spotify? Oh, uh, notes. Show notes. notes in our oh, show notes. Always- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I'll also share some conservation sites. And yeah. if you're interested in joining a movement of saving eagles or advocating to change lead ammunition to copper ammunition or whatever, I can mm-hmm. add those links into our notes as yeah, well. Yeah, let's do that. That'd yeah. be great. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's do our antidotes. My antidote is easy. I know nice. what it's going to be. It's going to be <laughs> next week. It's a future antidote. Okay. We are going to, Megan and I are going to see each other. We're also going to see Drew, our really Mm -hmm. other good friend besties. And Mm -hmm. we're going to paint the town red. (laughs) We are. (laughs) I'm ready to boogie Uh woogie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm, um, the buildup is like so intense. I cannot wait to be reunited with you two. Um, Dude. We always get to up to some debaucherous fun it's always I some know. misadventures <laughs> yes and yeah. you know i i chuckle because i i feel that way like i i feel like we are just um, we just lose ourselves with each other but to an outside perspective i honestly think we are so tame probably it's <laughs> oh yeah we don't get up to anything crazy oh, no, but no, we no. have the time of our lives <laughs> like the party is happening in our minds simultaneously yes. we're like whoa Christ. <laughs> like we can't control it but um i feel right. like the three of us together like we are we get up to some nonsense but it's like one of those things like in scooby-doo when when after this person is revealed they're like oh you meddlesome 
kids. Yeah. Like it's that's just all of that's all it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I think that's a great antidote because I know after after we all meet up, you're going to use it as an antidote again because I, <laughs> I know, know it's going to be that good. I might use it as an antidote. Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's mine. My antidote is that I am home with my family. Mm-hmm. It's the last three, two days of Ramadan. I know I should know the number, but no, no. <laughs> um, I'm just happy to be home to spend the holiday with my family and I cannot wait for some good ass Ooh. celebration food. Oh, Hello. yeah. Wait, question. So you guys are mm-hmm. still fasting right now, right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Yep. Got it. Got it, guys. So mm-hmm. you have three more days left, it seems like, and then you'll celebrate Eid. No? Yeah, I think so. Today? I think so. I think it's three days. And then okay. uh, Eid on the first or the second. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, that went by so fast. It did. I honestly, it, it was a, one of those weird time fucks <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Fucks where it was like the month started off so slow so slow and then it, suddenly i'm at the end you know what i mean i'm like i'm yeah, like racing a hole. i know <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah that's gonna be really great i'm so glad you're home you're gonna have a great time i will wish your family a happy eid early in Thank case you. we don't see each other and yeah that's the end of the episode so megan take us on that's out. it all right don't risk it for that Oh, thin-shelled biscuit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Switch to copper. Do yes. it, guys. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>